Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docuseries with my husband after seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships. We were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love, The Interviews. We met Howard Homecoming, 97. She had graduated that spring. And um, I was in DC on business. And um, I was going to the bathroom. Weren't you coming out the bathroom? Mm -hmm. Coming or going. Tell party, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm having this 25th birthday party with Bryce Wilson in Atlanta. Do you want to come? <laughs> She's like, who are you? And why are you telling me about you and Bryce Wilson? And then I guess you had a friend that knew Sabe. Mm -hmm. We had some mutual friends. And actually, I, I went to school with Sabe. So. Yeah, yeah. My when, little brother. Yeah. So we, I didn't know him at the time, but, you know, obviously went to school. So we had some mutual friends. So we're all just hanging out partying. But we didn't know each other when you came out the bathroom. Like no. I, we didn't know the dynamic of friends. Correct. Correct. And then I guess when we went back in the party, we got a chance to be like, oh, she's with Tavera. He's mm -hmm. with Sabe. And then it kind of it kind of clicked. Mm -hmm. But I will say there was a disclosure. So we were I was with a bunch of women. He's with his boys. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's cool, but don't make him your man. That was like. <laughs> I was out there in them streets. So she was like, but he, he'll get you in all the good parties. He's a good he's a good connect. She said, so keep, you know, I would, you know, get, get, give him your number. It's fine because y'all would kick it. Plus, and I had a thing with light skin. So I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, her so, boyfriend prior to me was blue. I, I, <laughs> ran her credit up. Listen. <laughs> yeah, no. But I, I think, I think for. For me, I, I kind of like, I was interested, but you know, you meet somebody and it's kind of like, oh, okay, she's cute. And then we left Howard Homecoming and I would stay in touch, but it was like, you know. Casual. Yeah, it wasn't like I'm trying to holler or she's mm -hmm. trying to holler. That but was then I was like, I'm going to Chicago. And ironically, I had a two page spread in the Source magazine on, on some fake modeling thing. Um, no, it was our boy Jonathan Mayan. Jonathan Mayan, famed, I mean, now famed photographer. Yeah. Is, yeah. But it wasn't like then he was the, it was my home, you know what I mean? Like, and he shot and we had this mm. whole moment. But long story short, I had told her, I, you know, checking in, I called her, I was like, I'm coming to Chicago. You know, we should hook up, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, by the way, did you see the source layout? And of course she was like, nah. No. Immediately. But you had it on your lap or something, right? Didn't you have the magazine? Mm -hmm. you seen? Mm -hmm. So you were playing the whole, you're not all that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see you. Yeah, because I was working in Chicago. So I graduated since then, was living in Chicago. So we basically drove in for homecoming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, come in town. We'll go hang out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I had no, I had no, um, thoughts of her being there was no interest yeah i mean there just wasn't any interest she says that i mean she killed was cute so we're keep, we're, we were keeping in touch so yeah. there's clearly something but you that's that's your mo though that's how you you keep in touch see, i had an mo before she even met me this is the judgment that all no, no see no, this, no, this no, is no, the no. issue with the women's and <laughs> no. their crews listen he's a very charismatic you know handsome he does parties you're gonna know a lot of women you're gonna like that's your natural that's part of you this has been your... Yeah, forever. I sell fantasy it's not a, for a It's bit. not a bad... Not anymore. I mean, clearly. My point is, though, I think when I was calling to go, I wanted to hook up, and I, I actually told her, I'm looking for my wife. Bring a friend. You said that? Yeah, I don't remember you saying that. I said, I'm looking for my wife. Bring a friend. But I, I was literally just, you know, part of my game or whatever. I think he was just talking. Just talking shit. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, Literally, though, we were meeting at Sky Bar. I think Sky Bar was the uh, the spot back then. Mm -hmm. And she was um, coming down the street, and she bought the biggest friend possible. And she tries to act like you she know what. First of all, she doesn't like. Me. I was in corporate like America. Me. I didn't have a lot of it's, friends. It's fine, but You're... she tried to act like she didn't like me, right? So she brings the big friend, and she's walking down the street, and I'm like, wait, I don't remember. Like, you know, she has these long legs, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> a lot. And so she comes and I'm like, oh, and literally we get in the club and it couldn't have been 30 minutes. We have some uh, kettle one and lemonade. I'll never forget that. 
Um, and I, I tried to go in for a kiss. Like, like she's like, what are you doing? I was like, we're getting married. Like, you might oh, as well. He, yeah, I was like, yo, this guy is crazy. I was like, you might as well kiss me. Like, He's, if not, yeah. this is going to be your husband. So we had a great night. And at the end of the night, I'm literally trying to get a kiss. She wouldn't kiss me. I was like, yeah, I got to have her. Like, she's so... I just thought she was the most purest thing ever in the history of the world. And then the next day, I go over... <laughs> so we, we... She doesn't like me, right? I go over to the house and... It was so cute. Like she's clearly grad just graduated from Howard. She's working for Harris Trust or mm -hmm. in the private bank. I have a degree in finance, yeah. so I was in doing the whole corporate America thing. So I, I go to her apartment, um, and I walk in. She literally had no furniture. In the mm -mm. She had a plant, but it was clean. It was beautiful, clean. And it was on the water. It was on Lakeshore, yes, South Lake Shore Drive. Drive. Yeah. So I wanted my water view. Yeah, you had. That. I had a bedroom set though, you and did. the bathroom was hooked up too. It looked amazing, but mm -hmm. it was it, it was more so me like. She's out here doing her, like she's trying to, you know what I mean? And I was just like, all right, this is it. And I kind of right, I, I I really knew that I wanted to like dive in, you know, like you meet somebody like just, okay, I gotta have her. Like she's like, I didn't know that she was the one yet, but I felt like very strong feelings. And she finally kissed me. It was all like popcorn. And then after that, it was over, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. 20 like, years later. 21. 22 years dating. Be 20 years married this October. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Did she, did she <laughs> yawn on me? She <laughs> 20 years. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, um, I was exactly who they said I was. I mean, I was a sweetheart. I wasn't like the guy just like, you know, running through them, treating them like shit. That wasn't my MO. I was more like 24-year-old, 20, you know, about to be 25-year-old, just living my life. And I didn't have a blueprint. So family for me was always like the ultimate idea and goal. But you don't think like, oh, I'm gonna meet this person. You don't really, you really don't. You don't think I'm gonna meet this person that's gonna change your life. You don't, you don't, you don't think that initially. I mean, that wasn't the case for me. And I know that 20s. wasn't the case for her because no. she was not into me. But um, <laughs> so I just think for me it was like. Yeah, okay, but I can prove that, you know, notation wrong. I can prove that that's not the truth, and I think I did, you know? After I visited the apartment, I went back to New York, and I noticed she had a leather jacket, no winter coat. She lived in Chicago, cold-ish. I'm talking about so cute, though. and she looked like a D.C. girl. D.C. girls only wore denim and black tops and bottom shoes, right? So that was her wardrobe. And I, I got back and I uh, I bought her a North Face jacket. He did, it was very sweet. And gloves. He shipped it to my office, so I was working, you know, in Chicago at the private bank. And I was like, oh, this package came to me. And it was a coat. And I was like, oh, this is different. This man bought me a North Face coat. North Face is to keep you warm. But they so, do. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a winter coat. I mean, I had work, you know, work, Corporate America works stuff, but yeah, I guess I didn't have a winter coat. Yeah, and I sent her the coat, and mm -hmm. literally we went back and forth. Either I flew her to New York, or I came to Chicago. It seemed like every week, every other week, and we were just was that much. It was yeah, hot and heavy. You gotta think. We started back and forth, then that New Year's yeah. we spent together, and then literally I even remember being in in line to catch a flight to her to Chicago from uh, Atlanta, actually, and the flight. you had moved by then. Yeah, so I had moved. in New York. The, he worked for a couple different record labels, and one of the labels had folded. So then he... Moved back to Atlanta. Know. And I was, and I knew then I wanted, we had been talking about living together. Like, this is, mind you. Living together? We moved I together mean, the next year. Like, literally that summer, you came down, left Harris, and got a job in Atlanta. Yeah, I, 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 I literally remember after New Year's, I, did. I had... Um, I was going to fly. This is New Year's 97 to 98, by the way. So right. you see how very quickly this went. So I met right. him October 97. We're back and forth between New York, Chicago. Um, up until New Year's, he came. We spent New Year's into 98 together. Yeah. And then after that, though, we were dating. And I was like, oh, I'm ready to leave Chicago. I want to move to Atlanta. He was wanting to move to Atlanta. Were you, you're, I don't know if you're moving or getting ready to move. Yeah, I moved. So I was down. So I'm a free spirit. Just... I wanted to live there before. I felt like Chicago was, I was over it because it's too close to Michigan where I was from, from anyway, so. And how I knew, knew is I was going to get on this flight and the flight had got canceled. 
And it was, it was like a two hour kind of back and forth before the, they told us that the flight was canceled and we weren't gonna make it to Chicago. So by this time I had met three other people that were in line and we had to get to Chicago. Now their reasoning was to get to work, get to whatever they had, like very important. Mine was to get to her. So we literally rented a car, four strangers, literally. <laughs> well, two girls knew each other and then two guys, and I didn't know this guy or the girls. And we drove overnight to Chicago. And that, when I got there, it was like, all right, we're out. We're trying to figure out how she's gonna tell her mom. Cause her mom was like, you're not like, I mean, you know, her mom was, you're not married. You're not, you know, and she didn't tell her mother actually. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't really like involve people in terms of like, I'm moving to Atlanta with this guy because, and to be honest with you though, I was like, okay, if I move to Atlanta, I have to have a job secured. So I made sure I, I was always about my, you know, I've been working since I was 14, just, you know, so I was been always very strategic in terms of me making money, making sure it's financially secure because I, I didn't know which way this was going to go. And so I wasn't going to rely on anything, but I wanted to make sure I always had my, my backup and I was solid and I was good. Mm -hmm. So I secured a consulting job in Atlanta, which was actually a blessing because it was more money um, than it was. And his cost of living obviously was cheaper. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I can make this work. And the place had me, had me like in a corporate um, hotel for a while before you find a place to live. At the now W on 14th Street. Right. So, but it wasn't the, like, I'm moving with this guy. So I made sure I had my stuff, you know, taken care of yeah. and situated. But for me, I think one of the, the moments of clarity before we actually moved, we were, um, like she said, the uh, record label I had been working for at the time with Andre Harrell, one of my mentors, he had got into Motown. He you know, was making headway for black executives, but he was spending way too much money. And then, you know, things crumbled. So before the ship actually crashed and burned, got his blessing, I left. And I was in a, I was, con I was confused. Like I had been um, in the party space and known for, you know, creating these ultimate experiences and then getting into the music business. I had success with Monica prior to that. And I'm working my way up the ladder, but it was like, I don't know, like, you know, this was supposed to be the one, right? Because they're all supposed to be the one. And then I met her, you know, again in Chicago for the actual move. And we were sitting on uh, Lake Michigan. And for me, like, I was raised by women. Know how to love women and appreciate women because, you know, all the people that were important to me growing up were my aunts, my grandmother, and my mother. But I remember, like, sitting on Lake Michigan with her and it was just like, you're Kenny motherfucking Burns. And I was like, Oh shit! I'm kidding, motherfucking birds. But you know, like, I, I will say that right before that happened, though, like so when we first started dating, you know, the gifts were coming. He was flying me out, a lot of treating, a lot of like that type of stuff. So when his the job situation kind of got a little funny, he yeah. he pulled back, spending money on me, which was I'm like I have I had my own money, it was fine, but I think during that and him even like hopping in a car with strangers trying to get up here. So I think he saw that I wasn't really looking like because mo most of the time it's like the girls are like, I want a guy who's in the industry. But I wasn't I was I've always, I was raised by women as well. My parents divorced when I was very, very young. So it was just my mother and my sister in the house. And we all worked essentially like 14. My, I worked my older sister worked at the age of 14. So for me, I was never raised to look at a man for financial support. That's just not what I saw growing up. So when I when he, his money was getting lower because he was out you know, between jobs, I think he saw that, oh, you know, she's not with me for a financial gain or because of who I know. You're she, Kenny motherfucking Burns. Yeah, I just felt like... I'm Kenny motherfucking Burns. Yeah, you I've are. been Kenny motherfucking Burns ever since. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah, well, you were sweet, though. I think he, he was probably one of the sweetest guys, to be honest, that I've ever dated, too. <laughs> Well, even, she, even though his well, personality, she didn't like me at first. I didn't because you know why? Me. Because it was so much. You know what? It was just so much. He's so light. It was. It was. He was so light skinned. I'm blue black on the inside. You are for real because we've had instances where, I'm where black black. We no for real. It, you know. My mama looked white, but she black black too. Yeah, yeah, with her green eyes. But anyway, so so yeah, so it, it was just one of those things. Yeah. I think moments in our relationship early on that. He saw my heart, I saw I saw his. I knew he loved his mother and his family, so that was very, very important. Small, so we kind of have a similar background. Right. Didn't grow up with fathers present in the home. Um, had this small nucleus of your mom and your sibling. Well, me and Casey so much older, but. So I think those kind of things really just kind of 
peel back a few of our layers, not all of them, but enough of them to say, oh, okay, I, I feel like you're a genuine spirit. I have a job, so guess what? If it doesn't work out, I'm fine, and you know, you're gonna be good. You know, I just feel like we're gonna be good regardless. I've been the exceptional provider since then. Yes, you have. No one's negating I'm that. I'm just throwing it in there. No one's negating the providing. We we built this together. Let me be very Facts. clear. Facts. Yeah, my, my, my Howard University finance degree came in handy. Get a shit. Outside of corporate America. Well. I, yeah. Confidence, let me see. Well, I'll tell you the confidence. <laughs> What okay, gave, what gave me the confidence to propose was this little white lady in first class. This is a true story. <laughs> I had bought a, a, a promise ring. I'm gonna be here ring, legitimately. And it's not, you know, she's not, she doesn't have it on now, but uh -uh. it wasn't a traditional wedding ring. And I'm sitting next to this lady. I swear she was an angel, ghost, some form of here right now for the purpose and not gonna be here. No. And I'm, I'm literally talking to her about Jessica. And I don't know this lady from Adam. And I guess for me, it was more like ramping myself up. Like, what, what is a promise ring? There's a promise. And, she's like, and she just was, would tell me these things about relationships. And I was just like, okay, cool. So after this conversation, I get off the plane and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna ask her to marry me. What did she say though? She was that just, made you so? She was just like, it was about love. Like, okay, so first of all, growing up, not having a father around. And, and being adored the way I was by the women in my family. Like, she made the lady on the plane, like, kind of, um, she awoke, is awoke a word? She, Did she reaffirmed? She reaffirmed, partner, that, <laughs> you know, the things I was feeling were the things I was supposed to be feeling. Just and I was supposed okay. to act on those feelings versus wasting time, nothing's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You might not ever get a chance to do it again. I was like, ah! So I get off the plane and I literally call my cousin Leo. You know, he's like my brother, we're six months apart, uh, my mother's sister's um, son. So I come like, yo, I'm outside my door. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but this white lady got me about to propose. I don't know what she evoked in my spirit. I was like, I think I'm gonna ask her to marry me. And so, Literally went in the, uh, into the house and she's sleeping. She got to go to work the next day. And I'm like, Jess, wake up, baby. She's like, what? I'm like, wake up. She's like, I'm up. I'm like, no, no, sit up. Sit up, you got to sit up. And so she kind of scoots in her pillow. I'm cutting her. She's like, what are you, why are you cutting on the lights? I was like, baby, in life, you know, sometimes, you know, you're just supposed to be with somebody. And I'm literally trying to come up with this. Yeah, he never he never said, will you marry me, by the way. So I'm like, baby, um, you know, because two things just go together like the universe and the moon. I'm saying all the wrong shit. And she's like, what are you, what, what, what are you trying to say? I'm like, no, you know, some things are just meant to be. Like some people are just meant to be together. And she's like, baby, what are you trying to say? So I guess, like, mind you, she started off kind of like, and then she's like, and so I think, I don't know if you knew something was coming, but. Well, I mean, remember, like my parents came in town, my mother and Prior to that. stepdad, they came in town to visit me. And they realized then that I was living with somebody. Uh, so some, some, some so prior, yeah, so prior to this, you know, I think my mother might have pulled you aside and been like, or even said like, what are you guys doing? Because we were living together. I mean, yeah. I, I think. So the white lady and Gail. Yeah, so between, I think my mother just kind of saying, you know, what are the intentions? You know, be, you know, you guys are living together. And, and I was like, so are you, are you like me and you? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was fumbling and I got the thing. I was like, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, what? Are you asking me to marry you? I was like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to marry. Let's get married. We're going to be together, together forever. And she was like, yes. But it was, it literally was like that. It wasn't like. No, it wasn't. Be, be, I didn't do There that. was not the traditional, like, when you think about somebody being proposed to. None of that. It's none fine. of that. We don't, and do, so I think, we don't do things But I think way. to your to your asking of the confidence, what, I don't even know. But I also met her parents, too. Like, in Big Shop to Frank. Frank is her stepfather. And I think that, like, for me, I had never saw a normal relationship. Can I, I, can I but you, you, I, I think I was kind of coming around to the. Okay. I, I was, I wasn't finished. Oh, that? okay. Go ahead, finish. But I had never saw a, a normal relationship, and because, although she had her issues with her biological father and with Frank growing up, they kind of were like this unit, very disciplined, very, 
You know, and it, for me, it was like refreshing. So refreshing, I remember buying them Cartier's like early on. Like I just, and I even just saw them in Michigan not too long and I was like, because they had the watches and I was like, do you know why I got you those, your daughter and I got you that back? I, was like, I just felt like for me, they were just perfect. I, I, I truly mean that. I felt like they're perfect. I mean, they saved money. They didn't have the biggest jobs. But they got a nice surplus in the bank. It was just responsibility that I really admired. Like I always tell them that, like they just, they're the shit to me. So that was that was my part of my reason. Now I'm done. That was your confidence. That, that was my confidence. Cause you know it takes several elements to get someplace. Sometimes, like just with nerve. That's a big thing. It yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. I don't even think I thought of it. I wasn't even thinking that much into it, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I no. I mean, I, I was enjoying you know the experience. I knew I wanted to definitely get married eventually, have a family. But again, I'm I'm an open type of person as far as life is concerned so it's like okay this is this is happening this is the present moment and I'm going to just embrace embrace it I think it was about just embracing what was going on for me I think because of how I was raised and just you know my mom worked a lot I had a sister we kind of all I felt like lived independently within us in a house never feeling like tied to anybody so because I never felt tied to anybody I was like I'm just gonna go with it. And if it works, great. And if not, I'll figure it out. And I think that was just the thing, but I knew he was a, a sweet person. And then I got his credit report before we got married. And I was like, oh, we're gonna have to work on this. But he was a worker. The one thing, like he was not- I'm black from the inner city. He was not lazy. So I was like, well, you know, he's not lazy. Like I'm more of the, the corporate America side. So this, although I couldn't stand corporate America, but. You know, I was more from this structured kind of side. He wasn't, but he was like, he never gave up. Like his tenacity and he's just like consistent. I'm gonna figure this out and his ideas like to create stuff. I had never seen anything like it. So I think for me too, it was just like exciting to be with somebody who wasn't just such in this box. Cause even me being raised in my home independent, I was also raised, you have to have a job. You gotta go to college. I wanted to go to beauty school before I went to Howard. My mother was like, no, you're not gonna go to beauty school. Like you may love hair and makeup, but for her, that wasn't an industry or a business that you're gonna go into to make something of yourself. You're gonna go to college, get a job in an office, and that's it. But for him, he was the polar opposite. And I think that was exciting to see and almost inspiring, like, oh my gosh. I was the. Well, that too. Everybody likes a little bit of a bad boy. Just a on your nipple? I mean, on my chest. Yeah, I'm like, there's nothing on your nipple. Why are you lying? Oh. <laughs> black Beyond Measure honors and elevates Black creators, artists, entrepreneurs, and others in the Black community. And Target holds the community front and center, supporting their products, ambitions, and efforts, and people behind them, encouraging them to thrive. Now, we all know that balancing the work, relationship, parenting, self, life is hard. I know I struggle with it. And the moment we bring everything together, we have to find the best way to connect all the pieces without it all collapsing on the floor. That's why making time for yourself is so important because you can't pour from an empty cup, y'all. So take 10 minutes, have a dance break in the office, maybe take lunch with your boo once a week. Try requesting that day off to have a fun day with the kids. There's no wrong way to start. But I know for me, finding intentional moments of self-care are key to allowing me to show up for others. And being there for others is foundational to not only who I am, but what we do here at Black Love. I love the community that we've been able to build and how they pour into what we're doing. It helps feed my outer glow. Our community support is everything, and Target understands what it means to invest, uplift, and celebrate community. Learn more at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. So we started working together. I feel like after we got hit with our first IRS tax bill, to be honest, we were living in L.A. Oh, the Debbie Hammond days? Yes. So Kenny um, was working with this group, Dream, which was a huge, successful pop group. First, like... Second biggest debut of girl groups. Yes. And, um, you know, it was he, he, him and his boy, he brought all his boys together in L.A. They had this record label. They got funding. You know, he got a car. He got all this different stuff. And things went left. And... 
at the meantime, meanwhile, I'm just, I'm with mom, baby. And he was gone a lot. Like one of my best friends, she was there during for my whole, um, what's that, Lamaze class. He was on the road. So it's, you know, pregnancy was, you know, me and, a, and a, one of, actually one of the guys he worked with, his his girlfriend at the time, not wife, Tara. Yeah, Sabe. Yeah. Sabe, yeah. the one the she same guy, yeah. with. So she, I was with, she's basically was Kenny filling in. So I was with her all the time during this whole pregnancy thing. So for me, I was focused on, I was working because I did get another job because I was like, okay, before we moved. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that part. So we moved to LA after we got married. We got married in Jamaica, 99, literally, we flew into Jamaica and flew to LA. We didn't even go back to Atlanta because um, he got this um, opportunity. opportunity for his own record label in LA in 99, 2000. So we were living in LA at the time. So fast forward. The lady did me wrong. Well, no, no, she didn't. It was business. Lady, no, it wasn't wrong. Me, no, it was wrong. It, it was, was It was a 1090. She just was doing things for me that she didn't say she was going to 1099 me for. Let's put it It doesn't there. matter. It's fine. It's business. It's Look, fine. it's a 1099. A 1099 is 99. And I, I, actually, I thought you would have known that because you were in the music business already. But it was the abrupt way we ended the business, how but still, petty it was. Well, but it all, but you see, don't, first of all, you don't buy gifts for someone. And then 1099 or four. You just don't do that. Especially when they're making you money. See, period. For me, and see, I didn't look at it that way. I take the emotion out of it. Well, I'm just, like, just take take I'm just saying I didn't look at it that way. Yeah, but take you were emotional about it. she called you eight months pregnant that's, uh, talking that's, crazy. That's another that's not that's not this situation I'm talking about. I'm talking about business. Yeah, this lady. I'm talking about business, not not the bullshit that went on. Cause a lot of foolishness did get on, go on. Right. So how can which, you not take that personal? Because at the end of the day it was business. And and I I think Yes, she was just not a you know upstanding woman. Anyway, it was L.A. It's entertainment business. Who is like who who is who who is so solid in the business? So I was like, okay, more bullshit. That's to be expected. Facts. Big you know big deal. So when I got that 1099, I was like, I got to pay taxes on this thing. Like this has thrown the income off and everything. Mm -hmm. And then that that's that became my, my relationship because I handle all the bills and all the finances in the house. So that and was a start, yeah. That was a start of me saying, okay, not have a relationship with the IRS. I need to talk to them on a regular basis and figure out how to pay this damn tax bill. And so from there, it kind of like gradually, you know. And he got he had jobs, so he wasn't doing too much independent stuff. But I, I became very aware of this tax form and taxes. As you know, you hear stories right. all the time about people getting, you know, celebrities or whatever making m money, not paying taxes. So I got an early verse, and then me having a business background absolutely helped. So I was able to sit down, look at it. Not to mention, I had to repair his credit. So I was already working on stuff. So I, you know, if you think about it, I mean, going into business is also about getting your yeah. credit together. So I made sure bills were paid. Things were. I, I'm the more organized, black and white can look at the granule numbers and details. He's, you know, his brain. Creative. He's creative. He can. He listen. He I don't can know go. How much money's in the bank? He when you you know, he's more involved in it now. But you, but I think that was the when we finally got to the point where it was yeah. more outside service money versus coming from yeah. an institution. Because the stuff got real. She. she I mean, we had challenges, and I was like, yeah. "This is not going to work." And so, who else to help get your stuff together but your own self? So. And then she also like started helping me on the deal side. I'm such a giver and such. I'm not, you know, the the one that's going to be like, if you if you tell me something, I'm trusting you at your word. But clearly, we've had several instances where the word wasn't shit, and you know, later on as you grow, you start implementing things and equity and things of that nature come into play because you just can't give people anything because these people you give them an idea and they make millions of dollars and you make a hundred thousand, it's just not it doesn't balance out. So I think she also was a huge portion. Um, of the growth in my personal business acumen and the way that I dealt with people. So when all that back office started happening, I mean, she she became, you know, the back office to the community. It's kind of like in old, probably 04, we moved back to Atlanta. Yes. So we lived in LA for a while. Then moved to New York. Moved to New York for a while. Then we had our second son, Kyle. Then moved back to Atlanta. And at the time, he was working at Rockefeller Records yeah. prior to the, the whole industry split within the label, whatever. So then... Then once we moved to, back to Atlanta, because obviously you're living in New York, it's expensive, so let's just go, it's time to leave. So living in Atlanta, everything was really on us. So therefore you definitely had to keep an eye on things. And so that's, so basically 04, 05, after we had our second child, I started looking at 
more more things like looking at documents, looking at contracts. contracts. I think it was a twofold. I think because I had always, I didn't like corporate America and me being the person that I am or just how I was raised more so. I think it was more, maybe more conditioning, I think, to be honest with you, versus just being embracing where I was in as far as being a mom and whatnot. But how I was raised is, you know, you work, you're an independent woman, you da 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 da. So I was like always like having to like, what's my next thing? What's my next thing? I'm on board. And, you know, he'd be like, I don't know, figure out what makes you happy, Do you know, work. And so once I started working with him, it would kind of like, it helped to fulfill something because I was, he was like liking what I was helping him with. Like he was, when I was doing those, um, those recaps for you. Oh yeah. So he started doing, he started working in the spirit space. The marketing space. In the marketing space. And so what I kind of helped he was able to create these moments, but then I, he had to do reports and things like that. So I kind of helped create that, create those visuals for him, yeah. as well as reports, writing up like a recap of this event. Here is the imagery. This is what it did. Plus his invoicing, you know, back of house, health insurance, benefits, whatever the company, when they contracted him, they pretty much communicated with me right. and not really him. So that's kind of when they're like, oh, so this is like. You know, you work with Kenny and Jessica, essentially. You don't just work with Kenny because the wife is going to handle all the back of house. So there I felt like it was, you know, we've had it's up and down. I think on the on the downside, maybe just the time together is so much like this. And then, you know, him, he was still traveling a lot and I was home with the kids. So I still had my whole world with the kids. And that was, you know, at times stressful as a parent. You know, you're dealing with PTA, you're dealing with school, you're dealing with behavior, you're dealing with education, you're dealing with sports activities, all these things. And then he's building his, his own marketing name for himself. Actually, his whole lifestyle specialist moniker came during the same time because he had established the Heineken Red Star Soul Tour with um, Heineken where they had this music series tour. And so he'll be gone. So I was, you know, kind of have attitude like, okay, I'm at the park with the kids. You're working. I'm helping you work and bring money. So it was good. And he appreciated that. I mean, he definitely, you know, you definitely didn't make me feel like I was just your assistant. At times he did. And I had to kind of. I was about to say, she, when you're in business, it's different than just, you know, this relationship we have. Mm -hmm. So in business, I'm a beast. I'm a beast and I, I became more of a beast as time went over and sometimes you, you know, you, you sometimes cross the line like that's your wife, not your fucking assistant or that's your, you know what I'm saying, wife, not your, your, you know, your, your, you know, graphic designer and she would do all these things and I think that for me, you know, it was lessons because like even now, like I think it's so much more fluid than it's ever been because, you know, it's a respect thing, right? Like I don't do what she does. The whole back of house thing, finance, I don't do that. I'm great in the creative space. I come up with things that it takes people college degrees to figure out. But for 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 me to understand the offering better and to and it, it had to it had to grow, right? It, evolution is learning and experiencing and and um, you know, figuring it out together. And that's what we've done. It's just been a it's been a perfect balance because she doesn't play. You know, the, the whole time I got to be out there in this personality, making everyone feel good. She give them the side eye or gnaw or that ain't going to fly. You know what I mean? And it's, just, it's a perfect dynamic now. But we definitely had some, you know, some ups and downs. with it. Yeah. And, and again, because I was at home with the kids. I'm feeling like I'm at home with the kids and you're out living your best life. But that's some bullshit, too, though. Uh because at the end of the day, <laughs> without me being out there, it's like exactly. It's like I and, people, I, and I said that, but I did. I acknowledge. Okay. I acknowledge right. that. Let's keep it one hundred. I acknowledge that you were out there working and providing. So I you said living your best life. But you were. Did she not, did she not say but that? You, but listen, but did you, she not say but that? But you were because at the end of the day, let's. We have to be. You have to be honest about this. I, I, me I being am. at home and being the PTA and doing stuff. That's with the amazing. Kids, I, you appreciate it, it, it. Listen, I, and I wouldn't change it. Honestly, there's nowhere else where I would want to be to be per. I mean. In hindsight, but again, that's the mental play, the conditioning of watching your peers, you know, the independent woman, you working to me, realizing that I gotta do what's best for my house. Like my household is not a reflection of what I feel like everybody else should be doing. And I feel like, you know, you're a boss in your own right when you handle your business, especially at, in your home with your children, who to me come above, you know, right. everybody. So. But I, I, again, I think that like people, 
they get it confused. I'm out here selling a lifestyle. I'm constantly having to be on. I'm constantly having to make, you know, the worst human beings look like, you know, fucking amazing human beings. And I, for me, it's like, you know, when she used to say things, like, I mean, I know she's not as serious as she used to be about it, but like that used to offend me because I'm like, you have no idea what it takes to deal with these people. Like living in LA this last time was probably my biggest experience in business. Like literally going to work every day. Like, am I gonna fight today? Is this gonna be a whole, like daily? Is it gonna be like fight? I'm in my forties. Who am I fighting? Why am I even feeling like it's that kind of energy? I was, I was able to be more empathetic towards what he was going through. L.A. was no, a come to Jesus. Before, no, I think before we moved to L.A. No, I think you really understood after L.A. I think you had had inklings and understood me. Mm -hmm. But understanding the business, I think L.A. really, because that, that was the most trying. You know, what? I think you're right, because I think it, when we were living here in Atlanta, we had been here for almost 11 years. And I was kind of feeling like, in a, you know what, you're right. I was feeling like, I was feeling like we were in a, a rut. You know, I was I was doing the stuff with the kids, you know, sports, this, that, being mommy, dealing with the teachers and with all that stuff, family house. He was he was working in the nightclubs here and he had by then he had been with four or five different brands at this point, doing his consulting. I was helping him support that. And the nightclub thing, it just to me I was like, this is getting old and stale. An opportunity came for us to, to go to LA. And I was like, you need to do it. So that's the other thing too. I've I've always you know, been pushing him like, no, this is why. Why do we want to keep doing the same thing over and over again? I know, you know, you enjoy it, but I was like, you, you need to set bigger sights. And maybe that was my own since I wasn't working in the office. Like, no, let's escalate this. Let's move this up. And so, yeah, I think you're right. L.A. definitely because even even me personally, even for the kids, it was the, the challenge of it almost like energized a renewal within the family. It, it was. I think I, and I saw this quote the other day. Be renewed by your challenges. And I never thought of it that way because you kind of are renewed when you get challenged because you, you find something within yourself that wasn't necessarily there before. And so, well, I, well, unless you're not learning from them. But for me, I'm a person of, about growth and learning and like learning from challenges and not looking at challenges as like me somewhere to be stuck at, but somewhere to push through and grasp from it and just elevate from it. So we all literally, that was that was the hardest point. Like the kids were sad. We were excited about leaving, but they were sad. This is all they this is all they knew for years. That's all he knew. He was, you know, a little bit uncomfortable because he wasn't in control. He was going to work for somebody. And somebody I really didn't want to work with. I'd had, you know, business yes and with. No. Yes and no. Well, I mean, I think fifty-fifty. Well, I'm saying because you, you were you're looking at the optimistic side. No, exactly. Of the I was looking at the optimistic side, but this is a person I had a lot of history with, and. You know, to make this decision, this was what we were going to do. This was the, what I was sold was the end game as far as I was concerned with business. So to go, to feel the angst daily and anxiety of dealing with the uncertainty, like, wait, I just moved my entire family from every, like, you know, we're here, we're comfortable. You know, we were making money and, you know, we had anything that came to Atlanta came through me. But then to leave all that, it was just, it was the biggest. And I think that for me, even, like I needed to do that too for that last, Kenny, you're the you're the brand, you're what everybody's buying into. Don't do it for anybody else, do it for yourself. It was a step out on faith moment. For sure. I think to keep ourselves nourished, to be honest with you, for, for me, it really was about keeping myself nourished. Because I think there came a point in our relationship when I realized he ain't gonna be at the school every day. I'm dealing with homework. I'm the director of this educational process. This is not his wellhouse, but I'm not going to, you know, demean him as a man for who he is, for what he's bringing to the situation, because he's not readily always available to delve into these things. And so, yeah, there was times I was definitely angry and upset and just annoyed, for lack of a better word. But then I had to say this is when probably when I like, got into like meditation. Like I got exposed to Deepak and Oprah's meditation and started doing some reflecting on me because it was like I was expecting him to fill in gaps within me in our family of what it's supposed to look like versus me looking at myself and really saying that you, you can do this. You don't have to have him to do this and you can do this 
independent but still feel connected at the same time because the last thing he needs right now for me is to be wearing him out wearing him out about some shit that I can really take care of myself because at the end of the day he's gonna look for my I'm gonna be the last stamp, stamp of approval to be when it comes to anything with the kids he trusts me anything, that much period. yeah and so I think she's me, my A&R she was the reason for all the hits so I think me even owning that I had a hard time owning that. I don't think, you know, I learned to own that space within me in our marriage for a long time, you know? And, yeah. yeah. I, I think for me, I had always sold fantasy. Like everything I did from creating marketing opportunities for these Fortune 500 companies, being this lifestyle specialist, being a host in the club, making everyone at, for the moment feel like it's about them. I think I had to learn that my superpower was my family. And not that I didn't treat them like that. I, like I said, my love language is giving. Like, I, you know, I've done more than, you know, for my family than I would ever have done for myself. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's the time. It's the being present. It's, you know, when Kenny went into the sixth grade, like I had to, you know, I think you made a four-day rule of traveling. Yeah, because the boys were getting older. Now, yeah. there's some things that I could not give my son. And, and I'd be gone, like, early on, I'd be gone for a week. I'd be gone for however long to get the job done. But it became like a rule. Gone on the, f- uh, gone on the f- leave on the first day, be back on the fourth day. And it worked. I mean, you know, I've been a part of my son's, you know, whole trajectory mm-hmm. in his career. And he, my old, our oldest son and youngest son are mm-hmm. very talented at basketball. But, you know, to be there has made a difference, too. And I think that... You know, a lot of things you start to reflect. You like you look back like, okay, your dad wasn't there, KB. So if you're not there, regardless of all the shit you buying and how they living, that's not the same thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And for Kenny, um, you know, Kyle is Kyle and I, our dynamic is similar. Kenny's more of super laser focused, like his mom, way more premeditated in his offering. Like he, you know what I mean? And like for me, it was just kind of like, wow, like because you know, I'm, I'm looking at her, like I'm looking at a reflection of her contribution and, and the appreciation from that. Like I always tell her, like, I don't even love, can't dis- describe the feeling. Like and when you're together as long as we've been, it's like, you know, the partnership, you know, it's like finishing sentences. You, you think that's a myth. No, it's very true. Like, or can speak. Literally, you saw her sign contracts for me. Like it's things that it's like the connection is, is bigger than, you know, what, 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 you know, love defines because, you know, you become one, truly. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. I, nah. nah, we don't do any of that only because... We don't do rules. We don't. I, I think we have learned to be pretty fluid and flexible. I mean, over time, I'm not going to say it was always yeah. that way because, again... You know, well, she I, put the four day thing in place because at that I time, I think we kind of did that though. Together. I mean, I think, but I'm just saying it was put in place it, because it was. it was needed. And I think along you, you, you adapt and adjust accordingly. You know, one of our, one of my and our sayings: are never let your expectations exceed your effort. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, you can expect this grand life, but if you don't work towards it, and working towards it means what? What? What processes are in place as parents, mm-hmm. as lovers, as friends? You know, mm-hmm. because. You know, 20 years in, you, you ain't having sex three, four, five times a day like we used to when we were <laughs> you know But at the same time, you're still attracted yeah. and you're still, you know, lustful at times. And, you know, but it's, it's you got to be understanding. If, if mm-hmm. the boys have annoyed her, I said this on my show the other day. I was like, it don't have to be nothing wrong. But if something wrong with her, something wrong with you. And you got to play that game because at the end of the day, it don't have to be no reason. Because you what you didn't know you farted in your sleep and annoyed the shit out of you. You don't know that on the way to school your kids done made her feel less. You just don't know. So you have to be understanding in advance. Have you know a, a bit of foresight. We've gotten more compassionate. Our, yeah, we've gotten answer. a lot more compassionate and empathetic to each as individuals. I think we've to a place now where it's like you know the role of husband and wife. I've we've kind of turn the page on that. It's like, I think one time, you remember years ago, we were, it was, I was upset with, with you about something. And I remember saying, would you do that to one of your boys? I think, oh, it was a birthday party. I remember years ago, you and Bobby had that, you had a birthday party for Bobby and I didn't get invited. It was uh-huh. years ago in LA. I know, we were like, I right, know. I know, it was, so, it was forever, it was forever ago. He had a party. This is when early, early days. And it wasn't like he didn't invite me, but it wasn't like he did invite me. And it was for this his birthday. Was, were we married? We were living in LA. Absolutely, we were married. 
Uh, we had just gotten married. Uh, yeah, it, was, it uh, was early on. I don't remember. But irregardless of that, irregardless of that, I remember him saying, this is kind of like the beginning of that seed getting planted. Would you treat your homeboy this way? And I think a lot of times when you are married, you subscribe too much to the role and not enough to yourself as a human and how you engage with each other. And so I, I kind of look at it like I'm, I got to take these labels off because I can't deal with you if you're expecting me to be this wife or this person in this way and me and me be okay with whatever you're choosing to behave and do because I'm your wife and I should just deal with it. And I, I think once I adopted that mentality, it changed how kind of my demeanor, how I felt about myself and how I dealt with it. And, and whenever you change yourself, everything around you changes. It doesn't start with you trying to change how he behaves or even how my kids behave or your friends or whatever. It's, it's about your internal evolution and involvement. And so once I started kind of moving in that way, you know, things, you know, we still have our ups and downs, but things tended to just evolve. And so then I could appreciate him for who he was even more so because I was appreciating myself and it just it became more of a respect of your soul your spirit I care about you as a as an individual as a human being outside of being Kenny Burns this entertainer person or even father son I mean because we wear so many roles just every day you're a dad you're this you're that and sometimes all those expectations get stressful and I've seen him have moments of like they feel like the world's on his shoulders. He's getting ready to kind of collapse. And I'm like, we can't, you got to take care of your, your spirit. We got to make sure that you're, you're good. And I think LA definitely shifted, which is ironic because I mean, LA is the place of LA, but that's the place that really spiritually evolved our family. And I think in our relationship, because the <laughs> pressure and the intensity of it was, was huge, you know. It was a beast. It, it was a beast. To say the least. Yeah. And then, too, I'm managing my kids. I'm managing, making sure, are they okay? Like, you have somebody going into high school, then I have my middle schooler. And so it's like, how are they even feeling about being uprooted? Are they, are they whole? Do they feel confident? They, they feel okay. Yeah. And then and then I had to take care of myself, make sure, I, am I okay? How can, you know, am I managing all this well? I became a mother fast. Like, literally... We met October 97, um, moved together October 98, well, summer of, summer of 98, to Atlanta, married that, you know, 99, moved to L.A. I was pregnant by that February. I had our first child October 2000. So you think really in two years of, in your 20s, 24 years 24, old, yeah. being a mom, I had no... I mean, it was probably the toughest. I mean, I definitely had postpartum. I definitely had identity crisis. I definitely had everything, like whatever. And it was a time in LA and people, like back in, what was that, nine, two, early 2000s, it was popping. Pop. Like it, and I could not participate because I was fat and I was pregnant and I was eating all kind of food. And thank God, like I wasn't sick pregnant. Like thank God food was like, bae. <laughs> Because I was able to eat and not be sick. I look at those pictures. I'm like, dang. I was big as hell. We, though. But we. now we were both big, but I was, <clears throat> I think I probably getting like 70 to 80 pounds. I was happy and fat and eating. Wasn't I? Yes, I ma'am. Was, and, but, but that was that was hard because I think we weren't ready. But but you're never ready. But you're never ready. And I think children. that that's the biggest. You're never ready for children and it's okay. Right. The biggest lesson, I think, just in our, over the whole 20 years, you're never ready for any of it. Right. But again, like allow your challenges to renew you and embrace them. But, you know, if you let the conditioning of your friends, family, society tell you how and things are supposed to be, because that, that was what I was fighting the whole yeah. time. I was fighting the fact that. Okay, you have this degree. What are, you, are you gonna go get your master's? You gonna get your MBA? Well, should you go do this? Should you do that? And then you have, well, what does Kenny do? What is he doing? Well, wh why is this? And, and I have all. We have all of this, and they still ask me what I do. Right. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. It just became this, you know, almost like defending of your place versus being like this is just what it is and be okay with it. But you know, we don't. We're human, so we we do care about what people think sometimes. But it's just getting to a place where you're finally ridding yourself of what the expectations that others are placing on you because those expectations will make you feel not good about yourself. Right. And it was like that inner strength of, again, back to saying, I once I got into touch with me, then it's like you're more untouchable because then you're like, okay, I am strong within 
all this stuff that doesn't look conventional because it wasn't conventional. You know, he, he doesn't even have a degree. He, he doesn't have a degree. And I don't know if I should share that. You know, you've had, you know, you're... I was locked up. I'm a convicted felon. I was out here in these streets. So, you know, I mean, I had to tell him, I told my son the other day, he was, he got mad about something about perfection. I said, how are you? Per per I said, perfection. I said, this family is not anything about, you know, that being perfect. I said, I have a degree, honors degree, by the way. So I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm very intelligent, you know, and your father has no education. Well, some education, street education. And so we're not wanting anybody to be perfect. We're just wanting you to just e be, be the best that you can be first. with within your space. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, it, it's there's there's no right or wrong with who you're supposed to be career-wise or development-wise and it just took a it took a long time to figure that out. And then too, you know, meeting people, you kind of evolve, you you meet friends that show you certain sides of yourself. I know for me that's been my experience. I think for for you yeah, too. We meet people that we learn from, and so just like all those signs, even that lady who, on the plane who told you yeah. about the wedding ring, we, we're big into like signs of the universe. Yeah, pay attention like, to the signs. Like listening to people that we don't even know tell you, even the lady who tells about turmeric. Yeah. We learned about turmeric because the lady was like, you need turmeric because of inflammation. So now I'm like, this is a couple years ago. Yeah. So now I'm big on anti-inflammation on everything, but it's- Pay so, attention to the signs. The, the signs and just like, then you have like these reminders like, okay, you're good. Your path is, it's okay. You're, you're not about to, and here we are. It's like we, you know, single parent household. I grew up in an apartment. He grew up in an apartment. You went to four different high schools in, in two, two years. years. I mean, this is not. light skin. And back in the day, dark true. skin and light skin was like this. And it was hard. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> It was hard. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was hard. Nah, yeah. No, back then, though, it was hard. If you're last you get your, you know, you get. They you, thought you were soft. You but was I'm blue soft. black on the inside. Yeah, I think um, I experienced the most growth in our relationship really at the beginning. I mean, she told me, she, it's like going to church and you go get the word. When she told me I was Kenny motherfucking Burns, it, it wasn't just that. She told me that it was like somebody believing in you more than you believe in yourself. And you're growing up with women and they've shown you love, but they never encouraged you. My, my, my parents, I'm sorry, my mother and my aunts, who are my parents and my grandmother, they had, they knew one way. When I got locked up, my grandmother was like, you know, you need to work for UPS or something. 30 years, you can get a pension. And like, that was the mentality. My mom was a adventurer, which, you know, God bless her for that. Cause I think that's part of my DNA. But you know, everybody else was structured. Like, you know, and they were, they, they've been in DC their whole lives, 10 miles by 10 miles, that's all they know. And amazing people, but I had bigger aspirations. And I think she co-signed that. She, and clearly all these years later, it's like, still we try shit. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, our own money now instead of using other people's money. And so, you know, it's just a testament to, to Will, right? Like, will you stay in the relationship? Will you stay down for what you signed up for? She knew who she 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 was marrying. She had been forewarned by all her girlfriends. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like, you know, but but knowing that, understanding that, allowing your partner to grow. Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's a, a, a big misconception as well. Like, you're going to be with this person that you met your whole life. No, that person that is going to evolve. Oh, that yeah. person is going to become many different people yeah. in the relationship but if you're growing together you will in, in experience and you know kind of be a part of that growth you won't just be witnessing it from the outside oh this motherfucker's tripping i don't know if i'm with no you're part of it and, and i think one thing for us to you know when we used to get into these arguments we wouldn't go to sleep mad i think that's for me i would he always was big on that like, that was his, not, actually, that was his rule, yeah, I will say. Yeah, let's not go to sleep He mad. doesn't want to go to bed, Because bam. at least let's address it. Because the, the, the things I experienced in my family with my aunts and holding on to things and it eventually, you know, deteriorating their their lifestyle and, and, and quality of life, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be... A toxic to me is things that are kept in and fermented and just, you know, built up to the point you can't fix it. See... What people don't realize, if you if you say it, it's out. It's living, breathing in the air, and you can either choose to continue or not because you put out there what you're not cool with. You put out there the things that bother you, the things that are upsetting you. And I think that's part of therapy, right? Because when you don't talk about it, it's, you're building it and it's frustrating and you're losing hair and you're gray and you're, mm -hmm. you can't have sex because 
it's Jared. You know what I'm talking about? So I don't know where that came from, but yeah. <laughs> and also, ladies and gentlemen, do what you did and get in the relationship that you did to get your partner. I think that's a lot of the problem too. You know what I'm saying? You forget. If they like to be held, hold them. You know what I'm talking about? If they like to be, you know, showered with flowers, that's little shit. That's little, like those are the things that you gotta do. You have to do. And I think that as long as you're conscious of your partner's wants and desires, right? Because what we need are two different things from what we want and what we desire. But if you're conscious of it, at least you can inject it along the way and keep, keep it fresh and going. I don't know, you didn't ask that question, but I just <coughs> added that in for color commentary. <laughs> Coming up on 20 years of, of marriage for us, I think, is a testament of what we signed up mm -hmm. for. I think that, you know, it's so easy to quit in today's climate. I mm -hmm. mean, we were talking prior to taping, um, you know, just how social media will desensitize you. Mm -hmm. You know, everything you've ever thought was fantasy or, you know, um, a dream you now see daily with no effort. and. For us, you know, you can't mistake the bond of building something together. You can't um, peel back layers, you know what I'm saying, without truly identifying who you are and doing that with someone, you know, it's priceless because ultimately, you know, you talk about soulmate, you talk about, you know, uh, these, these goals and these dreams that you want to achieve together and then you do it. In 20 years, it's like, I know people that got locked up when we met just coming home. Like that could have been me. And to look at all the things I've done with her, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah, for me, it's almost like, uh, you know, step back and like, oof, because it's, it's, this wasn't how we, either one of us were raised. And we had to work through a lot of our own individual baggage to get here. I mean, a lot of individual work had to happen um, giving each other the space to grow, like he said about growing, and it, and just, you know, honoring each other as it, honoring each other as individuals, and even our our kids have taught us so much. Our kids have mirrored the worst in us and have mirrored the best in us, and I think that, and you'll you'll see that that'll be interesting when you see your child tell you something, and you're like, oh, that I, I did say that, I did do that. And you're like, damn, I gotta do better. You know, I really gotta do better. And then just acknowledging and pushing through, you know, habits. Like, you know, I'll, I'll say it loosely, like generational curses, you know, to me, which are toxic behaviors that you've witnessed and that you just subconsciously pick up and do. Right. And so I had to literally look at that like, I'm doing, I'm on some bullshit right now. This, this is not, like, I had to look at that. And he's had to do the same thing. Like, this is not healthy. This is not supportive of growth. This is not going to help us, you know, get to where we need to get. And just letting go of all those negative things and thoughts of your past and things that were done wrong to you from childhood on up and figuring a way to say, taking ownership of your life now, um and really just riding that wave of your own ownership. I think that's been, yeah. because otherwise it would have happened. I mean, it, I mean, there's so many times that we could have gone a different way had we not chosen to just really, you know, kind of step out on faith and just really step out on faith. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you, you don't know really what you're doing. There's no manual. It's just like, okay, I know this feels right, so let me let's let's just go this direction. I know this is what you have to do, and let's you know let's kind of dig our heels in just just so we can like push through things that we know are easy, lazy habits or whatever to get into or behaviors to do that aren't beneficial. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 hard. I mean, and we didn't we didn't do any therapy. We have not. We've never seen a therapist, and mm -hmm. I think that's too. I think part of what she said at the end of the day, you will miss your blessings worrying about something that happened in the past, doing or, mm -hmm. or thinking that because your family went through it, you're gonna go through it. I think a lot of our success in our relationship has been, you know, we're about our family, then our family. 
because, you know, it's a lot of baggage that comes with the motherfuckers. And we don't want that shit all up in here, Mm-mm. okay? We don't want all this, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that's a, ge- that's a generation that had to go through way more than we had to. Right. And what, and what they endured and things, and we respect that, and we love on them, and we take care of them. But at the same time, we're not letting that come up in here. This is Loveland. Did you see the sign out back? The sign out back says Loveland. I come here, I do the Wakanda forever. Thank you. Every day. I walk around this motherfucker, I touch on everything. I just want to be in love. I don't want to be in in, in sex. Because we know the alternative. We, what's, you know the alternative? What's the alternative? You can complain. You can, you know, wallow in sadness and sorrow. Or you can, like, manifest a life that you want to live.